I'm excited that I get to talk to you and tell a story about something, but I have to like put a disclaimer on it because it's it's crypto adjacent, right? And, oh and I, and, no. No, 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 no. It's not like like don't don't click away because because I'm not talking about it, it's it's adjacent. Um. We we finally announced the Team Liquid Coinbase partnership, and hey. that's as that's as adjacent as it gets. Okay, but it, it it is so like like big, you know. Hey, not a real crypto conversation. I promise. Not not gonna try any. Not gonna try to buy any NFTs. But um, I finally can can talk about all of the details of that, and in particular the fact that I got to film that zero G flight. Yes, yes, you did. I saw the video. Uh, good job. You did. You did a good job looping in <laughs> zero G into <laughs> how to make this about esports and crypto and <laughs> zero G. You guys did a good job. Good job. Good work. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll 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 take my writer's girl credit. Uh, for for anybody who wants to pause this and watch this, you can just like look up like uh, just like team look at Coinbase on Twitter or YouTube, and you'll probably find it. There's like a, there's like a two minute video. It's like Hungry Box and a bunch of other people. Um, first complaint: it's a two minute video. I had to cut down my art from three minutes to two minutes, and that's not the point oh, of the story. No. But just know, just know that if you go, man, Joey, you know, I thought you were funnier than that. That I. As a person who I guess can call himself a creative now understands for the first time ever why director's cuts are a thing. Mm, okay, I, so uh, can we can we talk? Let's talk about the video for those of you guys who are maybe like at the gym or driving right now and you can't look at the video. Uh, let me see if I remember this correctly. It starts off with um, one of the CEOs of. Um, of Liquid, Hungrybox, and the CEO of uh, Coinbase, I believe, and they're all on a plane together, about ready to lift off, and, and Hungrybox is terrified of flying. Mm -hmm. And the Coinbase uh, CEO chimes in, and she's like, oh, well, you know, people uh, are afraid of magic or whatever the hell, and she compares People are afraid to, of uh, things they don't know. People are afraid of yes. things they don't know. People, How cavemen were afraid of fire. And uh, early 1900s, people were afraid of electricity. Have you ever seen that that uh, that picture? It was the ad uh, of like electricity kills, and it's just like this dystopian 1900s with like power lines everywhere. People are hanging from power lines all over the place. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> oh man, that 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 one always gets a, a good laugh out of me. Uh, and then and then flying is apparently. Uh, just like that and they make that comparison to crypto i'm probably doing a bad job selling the commercial but uh it that that kind of sparks something and all of a sudden they're in a zero g flight <laughs> you know you were really good for the first half of it you're really good <laughs> let me i basically yes the, the the whole conceit of the video is that Hungrybox doesn't like to fly uh, and he's scared about it. And then Coinbase lady comes over and is like, hey, well, you probably just don't like to fly because you don't understand it. You know, people people understand a lot of things. They think they're magic, like fire, like electricity, like cryptocurrency, like esports, like flight. Um, and then, you know, we, we kind of see all these different things in historical context. Uh, in the video, you only see fire and electricity, but know that we filmed other ones. 
that'll be in the director's yeah. cut. Um, like like what? Like what? What else is there? Uh, like esports and like some other jokes that we did. Uh, oh, okay. But it's fine. Um, and 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 then you know the 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 video culminates uh, with with like you know uh, breaking the laws of physics pretty much, and we see shots of everybody like floating around and and doing doing zero g stuff. People are floating around, hungry box floating around. Steve, Elixir, like a bunch of different Team Liquid people are floating around, and it's and, and it's fun and it's cool and it's visually stimulating, and it was. Whew. Okay, where do I even begin? So. We booked this flight with the express purpose to film on it. We had to charter an entire zero-gravity plane. Now, if you want to experience zero-gravity, you can book yourself a plane ticket on a zero-G flight, which is like a, like a consumer experience. You can go on with like your dog and your family and whatever, and you go with a bunch of different other people, and it's like about $5,000 in the States for a ticket. Ooh, okay. Which is less than some first-class flights. That is true. But it's it's very it, it it is exorbitantly expensive, and that's not a flex. It's it's just like it's it's just it was very expensive. We had to rent the whole plane. Renting the whole plane meant that no one else was on there, and we got to get just our film crew on there, just our actors, just just our art workers, just 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 our camera people, and we flew with twenty two people out of. 32 people out of 32 available seats and guess out of 22 people how many people vomited <laughs> um i i never thought that uh zero g would would um really mess people up so so is it on the way up or on the way down so l- let me explain to you. Vomit, usually. L- let me explain okay. to you actually how how the flight works. So so it, it, it's okay. a it's a parabolic flight, which means that it looks like a like a parabola or like a bell curve. You yeah. you you the plane pulls nose up, goes really 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 high, really really steep, really really fast. And when you're doing that, you have uh what is essentially 1.8 g's on your body. Your body is basically twice as heavy because gravity is just super strong because of the physics of the airplane. Then mm-hmm. you peek in the parabola and you start to crest over and as you're cresting over it, boom, suddenly weightlessness. Uh, and you go from 1.8 to zero. And what you're doing is is like you're like you're not actually weightless, obviously, but like your brain thinks it is because it can't see the outside world. And now this plane is nose diving. The plane is literally nose di- it basically literally nose diving. And you yeah. and you are basically free floating in the middle of the fuselage it's like if you took if you took like a big bottle of like liquid or something and and you put like an m&m in there or something and you're trying to like keep it balanced in the middle that's what's going on we're, we're just like floating in the middle of this of, of, of this fuselage of this bottle and falling very fast and then so you would think okay so you go up and then you come down and then you level off and then you know you, you do it again right not yeah. really we did 15 different parabolas. Oh. <laughs> 15 parabolas. And it's not one done rest, one done rest. They happen in immediate succession. So you do five parabolas, and then you get like a couple minutes for the plane to turn around. And you do five more parabolas, and you get a couple minutes for the plane to go down. And to your question about how do you get sick, when do you get sick, actually... 
it's not the zero gravity. It's the 1.8 Gs that makes your body really not know what's going on at all. And just as interesting as it is to be weightless, it is almost as interesting, almost as interesting to be double heavy. <laughs> because, because yeah. like, you know, there's no way to properly describe it where it even makes sense or I can even convey it. The best I can do is like, you know, try and like put put your hand on on your shoulder or on your elbow and then try and like raise the other arm but like put pressure down. Like you you're feeling resistance from everywhere. Your your bones feel heavier. Um which is cool for your arms, but as soon as you move your head in 1.8 Gs it, it is potentially over for you. And who would have thought that a plane full of, of pasty gamers would have had issues with motion sickness on, on, on a zero-G set? <laughs> who, who could have believed that it would have been exceptionally bad? So out of those 22 people, 12 people got sick. Okay, which... I, was gonna guess, I was gonna guess a little over half. That was gonna be my guess. And and then the, the 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 pilots, the people who were with us, because we're in there like with coaches who are helping us film. We're not like we're not having any fun really. Like uh, like the the one unfortunate part about this is like oh like you got to like have fun and like float around. It was very serious the entire time. We're spending a lot of money, and basically you have fifteen opportunities to do filming and floating right so like every time right. is like taken pretty seriously just because of the economics of it so there wasn't just like play time for anybody uh there was a little bit but like there, there just isn't play time <clears throat> so uh dude 12 people got sick uh and it was a shit show because uh they, they described it as uh a phenomenal amount of vomit that, that, that was the word that one of the pilots said. He said, wow, that was a phenomenal amount of vomit. They, proportionally speaking, they've had more than 12 people throw up on a flight before, but proportionally speaking, 12 out of 22, we set a new record for the amount of people getting sick on the flight, which, I mean, come on, you know, Team Liquid is here to win trophies. Um, mm, mm. Apparently spewing a lot of liquid at the same time. Dude, Cap, let, I th 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 there's so many different ways I can take this. So please pardon me as I continue just to vomit real quick. Um, when uh -huh. you spewing a lot, so you're not actually spewing a lot of liquid because what you do before is like th this is a, like people get sick, people get motion sick. It's 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 treated very seriously. Like you know, there, there's briefing on vomiting. Um, your everybody takes Dramamine ahead of time, uh, and you know you. You're, you eat, you plan your 24 hours before the flight intentionally so you're not eating anything, really. You're, you're quasi-fasting. The day before the flight, it, it's like very plain diet, like very like, you know, white bread, rice, chicken, nothing saucy or acidic or fatty, right? Mm -hmm. Keep your stomach settled. The morning of, no coffee, no milk, just... Water, a little bit of water, like some fruit if you want it, a little bit of a bagel, no cream cheese, like just very basic food because it's assumed that a lot of people are going to get sick. We had more than a lot of people get sick. It was, <laughs> dude, I took, dude, I got 
so sick. I might yeah. have. I, I was probably the second sickest person on the flight. Who was the sickest? Uh, Tiffe, who is one of our female Valorant streamers. If you watch okay. the video, you'll notice there's a shot in the middle of her floating with Alexa. Uh, and then if you watch to the end of the video, which is the group shot, which is the last thing we filmed, she's not in it. Because <laughs> there, there were... Most everybody got to vomit back sitting in their seats. So the way the way the plane is is like think about you load from the very back of the aircraft and like there's uh, six seven eight rows in the very back of the plane and then everything in front of those eight rows the rest of the 747 is just uh like 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 an asylum room it's just padded right so uh-huh. when you're not feeling well the crew notices because you look very sad and they take- okay oh no, sorry sorry well, really quickly uh-huh. is she the one with gray hair mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i clicked to her her two shot with uh what would you say her name was alexa alexa yes i clicked to to her two shot almost immediately and i was like that's her 100 <laughs> percent, that's her because she looks so unhappy in that shot she just looks kind of dazed and unhappy like she's just floating through the air uh. <laughs> it's really fucking funny now that i know that she's in awe of her stomach yeah sure <laughs> um so so oh so basically everybody got to vomit in their seat which is good. Only a couple of people, one of who was our secondary camera, vomited in like the play space. And when you vomit in the play space, that's really bad because now you have vomit. You know, you know, uh... you, you think, think about like astronauts like doing science experiments with like you know squeezing uh-huh. like you know juice out of packets. The same logic applies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was just purely thinking about the fact that, like, when you spill some sort of liquid, it gets everywhere. <laughs> but that's in a two-dimensional space, typically, right? It gets on the floor, and it gets all over the floor. Now it's it's three-dimensional. It just goes everywhere. All three dimensions. <laughs> there's a there's a z-axis that exists for, and, and it goes because it'll go to the ceiling and then when the gravity comes back on it'll fall from the ceiling and then it's like it's like a whole, it's it's like it's like a whole it's like a whole thing you do not want to vomit outside of a bag luckily almost everybody vomited in a bag someone vomited in their mask which is really you know i should have probably left a mild disclaimer for anybody who has a real problem uh, listening or thinking about puke because I'm gonna continue <laughs> on for like another couple of minutes. So just 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 bear bear with me as I talk about literal uh, human uh, stomach contents. Um, I before the flight, two days before the flight, got I I called a doctor. Uh, I, d- I did a video conference with the doctor and got prescription motion sickness medicine, which is a uh, scopamine. It's like those patches that you see people wear, like on cruise ships, or it- it's a little bit more intense than than Dramamine. It's it's like a trans. You said you took patch. it. You took it when you went uh, to Hawaii, right? I did. Wasn't that the thing you did take? Yeah. That's exactly what I did. And do you know why? Well, I- also known as the Devil's Breath. <laughs> what? Do you know why I had it for Hawaii? Uh, uh, be, 
Because you planned ahead? Because I didn't take it for zero G. Oh. Which. (laughs) Oh, no. I think in retrospect, I've been thinking about this a lot. It's been about a month. I've really been thinking about it. I think it might have been a mistake. (laughs) So, (laughs) so basically the, the, the warning for scope, I mean, is that, Hey, uh, first time users, or even, you know, sometimes like high probability, uh, you, you get really dizzy, you have blurry vision. Um, and, and it might not, you know, the first time you take it, like you, you might not react well to it. So I had to make the decision on if I was going to risk, if I, I was weighing the benefits of taking the prescription strict medication versus the side effects and knowing that I had to work on that plane. So like what yeah. I'm doing during the flight, I, I was supposed to be on camera for one point. That didn't happen. Uh, what I was doing during the flight is I am pressed up against the wall of, of, of the cabin. I, I am leaning up against it. There's ropes above me and I'm basically handling all of the props because every scene that we're filming, you'll see that like, you know, Alex is coming up and she has like a bowl of cereal and there's, there's Captain Crunch going everywhere. Like, you know, Tiffany's yeah, holding t- all these Tiffany's double holding the team liquid plushies. <laughs> Which I feel like you guys guys gave her because she's holding it like a comfort blanket. Yeah, she's clutching onto those things. Or like you know, Hungry Box is floating, and there's like you know, GameCube controller wires wiggling all around him, and there's like a GameCube uh-huh. floating past him. Like I'm the one who's like introducing all those props into the scene. Um, so I'm worried that if I take the medicine and I can't function properly, then we have a bigger problem than me being sick. Um, and I was advised by the people, by the zero G people who, by the way, were awesome. They, they've done it like, you know, hundreds of times. They're, they're, they're crazy people. I was advised by them. Hey, I think like if you just take a lot of Dramamine, you're probably going to be okay. I don't think you need it. Like you should try it without it. And I'm like, okay. And my mistake was that I know that even though they know that's true and even though, even though they're used to people who get a little motion sick, I get very motion sick and I should have known better and just listened to my own body and not be persuaded by the experts. But I made a decision that I was just going to be okay getting sick. I thought I was going to be okay getting sick. So my plan I'm I'm out there. We're, 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 we take off. We're up in the air. We're flying to our airspace, which was over Catalina Island. Fun fact. We were doing parabolas over Catalina. Uh, okay. Uh, and then uh, I, I get ready to go. We got all the props out. We're ready to shoot. People are like, are you ready? We're like, we're ready. Let's do this. Like, we have a whole plan. We rehearsed the day before. It's this whole big production. I get through one zero G. I'm feeling good. I get through two zero Gs. I'm feeling okay. I get through three zero Gs. I know that, yes, I'm eventually going to be sick, but still feel okay. I get through four zero Gs. I realize I'm going to be sick sooner than I think I'm going to. I get through five and I go, yeah, this is going to be bad. And I have a decision to make because after five, <laughs> after five, we're waiting again. Like the plane is turning around. We have we have some question. time to reset. Okay, question. Yeah, uh, I need a timeline here. So when you guys are doing this up and down, I don't know how long that takes. So how long are you going up? And then how long does the zero G last? Because I'm super interested in that for the that, that helps 
add to my mind how production worked. Like, how long are you guys shooting for? 30 seconds at a time? A minute? Less. The actual time that we have zero G for, 15 times of about 25 seconds each. And then going up is about 30 seconds. So it's 30 seconds of two Gs, 30 seconds of zero Gs, repeated five times over for five minutes straight, which is relentless. It, it, It is both miserable on your body but also incredibly difficult to film in right because if you'll notice like we filmed scenes just with hungry box we filmed scenes with you know uh steve and a man of the jedi we filmed scenes with tiffany and elixir we filmed scenes with everybody so we have all of these different people that we need to like reset and it's not just the people who are floating around in the video that we're trying to reset we're also like resetting our camera crew resetting our props and trying to do all of that in double gravity and like i said earlier you're not really supposed to do anything in double gravity because it makes everything uh your body not happy you you can't stand up like you when you are doing one of these flights casually what they what they recommend doing is that on during double gravity you lay flat on your back with your arms out your head locked and you're staring at like a single dot on the ceiling to not move any of yourself we're not doing that we're trying to produce a a movie Meanwhile, everybody who has a camera, there is a little subtle refresh rate difference between your brain and the screen that they're watching. So not only is their brain fucked up because they're going up and down, their brain is also hella confused because they're watching something that is not in real time. There's a little bit of delay on their monitor. So they are, they're, they're done. The, my people who, who, were, who were watching cameras the whole time... Done. They done. Um, one of them had a really bad day. A really, really, really bad day. The other one was a trooper. Um, so we do five minutes. Our first five minutes of zero g. Uh, so we're doing like you know fifteen minutes for the whole flight. Five, uh, one third of it is done. And my plan is that I'm going to get up, tag myself out, let let my understudy come in. I'm going to go sit down for the next zero Gs, knowing that I'm going to be sick. I'm going to vomit as quickly as possible. And then, like I'm at some kind of a frat party in college, I'm just going to rally. I'm going to I'm going to go force myself to be sick. Like for any for any like. Okay, I'm sure that most people listening at one point in time have drank in too much. And then after you're done vomiting, you feel better. That's generally how puking works for mm-hmm. in most scenarios, yeah, yeah. right? And you go back for round two. Correct, exactly. That that like when you when you're really partying hard, like sometimes you can gonna, rally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ra- the concept of rallying, which we're describing, works at a fraternity party does not work in zero g even a little Mm. bit because you get sick and then you get more sick and then you get more sick and then you get more sick which is compounded by the fact that do you know what makes it harder to be in zero gravity when you're strapped to a seat which you do when you Mm. go back to sit down and vomit so you're losing so much mobility. So I spend the the last 10 parabolas buckled into my seatbelt going through four different vomit bags to the point where after the after the second one there was there was nothing to to puke. Like it, it it was it was empty. Like like the gas the the gas tank was all the way at E. All all the way. 
but instead I was just dry heaving because my body was that sick. It it was that sick. Mm-hmm. It was that fucked up. Um, so I'm dry heaving in a bag going double gravity, zero gravity, and then trying to have some type of joy during the zero gravity because still <laughs> during the experience, like I, I, I like I, I'm trying to have the experience. In yeah, you, you you did in you did make this whole entire thing happen so you could be in a zero G flight. <laughs> which I <laughs> this did, was your idea. Yes, which I did strapped in a seatbelt, which I loosened up a lot. <laughs> and like it was fun. Like like they, they give you like like uh like uh ginger gum and they put towels in the back of your necks. They ran out of towels because too many people got sick. I was like taking my towel and then like, you know, tossing it around in zero G, like trying to have fun and spinning it because I and like I loosened my seatbelt a little bit so I can float a little bit more above the seat. But dude Would you I stop dry heaving done. when when the zero G came in and then you would start dry heaving again when the gravity came back? Um, your body is, your body is so confused about those two states that actually, I believe all of the puking happened when we were straight and level and, and, and it added one gravity because yeah, it, 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 it was hard to vomit in zero G. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. also fun. So when you puke, say Austin, you, you get sick. You have to go vomit. You're probably, you know, an adult who finds a toilet and you're nice and clean about it because you don't want to make a mess. What do you do mm-hmm. immediately after you're done puking? I flush the toilet to get rid of all that heinous shit that I just got out of my body. Okay, that's great. We can talk about that. Imagine okay. being in a fuselage where... <laughs> 12, that's what I was thinking the entire time. Where 12-ish people are, are vomiting <sighs> into bags. It probably smells so bad in there. It didn't smell great. It really didn't smell great. Oh. Okay, so so you flush the toilet. You, you you're getting your wits about you. You're probably standing up. Um, uh-huh. Drink we, water. You drink water. Yeah. Maybe for me, I like to brush my teeth really quickly. Mm, or yeah, no. do some. They kind say of- you shouldn't do that because you're just uh, getting away the enamel on your teeth because of stomach acid but yes maybe mouthwash something something Could to yeah. something to kind of cleanse the fact that you just hurled right yeah yeah so when you're in zero gravity and you vomit yeah imagine imagine again that astronaut with with the juice squeezing little like particles in the air mm-hmm. that exists still in your body and your throat so what you Ugh. what you can't do is is like really get away to kind of cleanse your esophagus and it's like you just burned yourself with your own acid because there is no way to get it out of the back of your throat and your tongue just lodged in there it's just oh. stuck so oh, no. I you know what you know what I should have done? I should have like had a voice recording of myself after zero G because I was I was I'm, I'm not I'm not making it verbally. I was talking like <laughs> this. It was I I sounded like it's I like you did forty vessel. years of smoking, chain smoking in, in two minutes. Dude, it mm. was not great. It was really, 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 really not bad. But the thing is, is that, again, not everybody got sick. So we get off the plane. 
I'm like the last person off the plane. I'm like walking back. I'm so sad. I'm like in the sun. I'm like getting back over there. I'm getting to the we we you fly out of like a like a private airline thing, so it's not like a regular sure. airport terminal, which is really nice. And then it's like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna like try and lay down or something. The zero G company orders uh, lunch for everybody because no one's really eaten in two days. And they that day decided to order barbecue. So I mm. walk in I walk into the to the conference room where we're at and there's just people nomming on mac and cheese and ribs. And nothing turned my stomach more than watching Steve or anybody else just going right at that mac and cheese. Yeah, Steve did look like he was having a great time. Uh, as did Alexa. Uh, did HBox get sick at all? It, it seemed fairly lucky that none of your main characters of your your story got sick. Well, the, the that was somewhat intentional. We filmed in order of like priority. So because Hungrybox oh. was the most important person, we filmed him immediately because he could not get sick. Right. He couldn't right. get okay. sick. Um. So so that helped. Um. Hungrybox, I believe felt really bad but did not throw up but like felt okay. really bad um steve was totally fine uh a handful of our crew was totally fine elixir did not throw up amanda the jedi did not throw up um so so yeah so so it, was, it worked worked out pretty okay for for those people but it was dude it, it was so i i it's been a while since i felt that bad it's it's been a while since I felt that bad, and then I was going through the mental torment of, oh man, like, did I really get to do the thing that I wanted to do? Like, do mm. a, am am I walking away from this experience with regrets because I didn't get to go like do backflips in zero gravity because my body wouldn't let me? And it seems like most people who got sick are of the opinion of like. I, I felt it. I understand what it's like. I'm really glad I did it. I am never, ever, ever doing it again. But I, you know, about a month later, I'm still kind of on the fence. Like, I feel like, I feel like I, I like, uh, I like, like I got a little high, but like, didn't really get high. And then I'm like, sure. did I, did I do it? And that's, and that's been bothering me. This turned into a therapy session. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I, I think that's particularly fair since you were the primary motivator behind this entire thing happening. Uh, so you, sounds like to me, your experience, you got the least out of this experience or at least close to the least. You you said you spent, you basically spent two thirds of it trapped in your chair. That's correct. Uh, puking puking correct. and dry heaving. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you said 25 seconds? 25 five seconds, each. Yeah. Yeah, so you're you're talking about two and a half minutes uh, less than that. That's what you got out of the first uh, first bit, mm -hmm. and you probably uh, were too stressed about making the shots work. The shots work; uh, they look fantastic, by the way. I was particularly I thought the last shot you guys got as a group, um, where it looks it, it looks to me like the cameraman started at the back and he was holding the camera and floated backwards. That's exactly what everybody was. Oh, okay. That, that, that's what it looked like to me. And it looks like you guys just sped that up a little bit. Um, yeah, that, that shot was, I thought that shot was really cool as was the H box shot with, uh, all the, 
with all the GameCube uh, discs surrounding him and stuff. Uh, those were the two shots that really stood out to me. So it looks really cool. I think the, the video turned out great for sure. Uh, so at least <laughs> you got what Team Liquid wanted out of it, I believe. <laughs> but I, not what Joey wanted out of it. <laughs> I, I think so. I, I think that I'm... I think I think that I'm mostly satisfied with it from a from a work perspective. I I mm-hmm. am kind of bummed that like uh really the the whole video as scripted and everything we did was closer to three minutes and we had to cut it down because uh, the client wanted something a little bit shorter and that th- that was hard. That was a little bit harder. I'm really excited to eventually show you and other people like what the original vision was because I do think that it was funnier uh, when it was a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got to film some awesome stuff in zero gravity we got to film some funny stuff on an airplane set we got to do like a real hollywood production big budget production to to make this thing and i was super satisfied about it um i i just wish the final product was a little bit better and i don't quite think it generated the amount of I see now. I I don't have like a number in my head. Like, oh, this thing needed a million clicks, or like I wanted like everyone to talk about it. But like, I I, I think that it was a little underwhelming in terms of uh in terms of virality, um, which yeah, I, I I which I could analyze all day for twenty different reasons, and I'm still a little bit bummed about that because, and I'm bummed because I know that part of the reason about that is like you know production problems or things that I could have made done differently to make the end product better. So like that's, that's like, uh, always, always learning. Right. But yeah. Mm. Eh, eh. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say naturally the, the subject of the video is not something that's going to get very many people hyped. Right. Team liquid announcing new sponsor, something to do with crypto. Yeah. A lot of people are going to pass on any interest in that whatsoever. Right. Uh, and I would say another thing is, is that I, I think it might, it might get lost on some people that the, you guys, uh, filmed in, in zero gravity. Some people may not even realize what's going on. Uh, I think that's fair. So what we wanted to do additionally to this thing was we also wanted to release a full behind the scenes video of the making of yes. at the same time. That's what I was that's what I was curious. Yeah. So there, there there's a problem to why we can't do that yet and it's because we the FAA <clears throat> has mask mandates for all airlines full stop while flying, right? Okay. Um, and in theory, if our BTS was like in violation of that in any way, shape or form and something bureaucratic happened, our, our partners, like the airline that we flew, the people that we paid to help us do this could get in trouble. And why is that not a concern with the regular video? Because J- it's just okay. because it's not explicit that you're on a plane and stuff. Because it's okay for talent when you're filming Oh, got it. Ah, I see. I see. I see. I see. So, in oh, an, that is interesting. In an abundance of caution, we are not releasing that video yet, which means it's going to come out later. It's going to be untimely, and it's going to be not interesting for a yeah. bunch of people. But yeah. I think that that. But 
big picture uh sometime early next year we'll release like the full making of which i think will be cool like we'll, we'll package it we'll probably just like package it all for like hungry box and his personal channel and like be like a vlog uh which i'm uh -huh. sure you know people will like regardless and then we'll also release the director's cut um and then i'll be satisfied about that but yeah we, we couldn't do the full bts stuff because of like you know an abundance of caution for faa and, and our partners, which is also a bummer. There, there's, like, a bunch of little things that, like, I'm not super stoked about, and that's one of them, but, like, and, and I think what you're, and I think the point you made is interesting about, you know, a lot of people don't care. In, in my mind, it's not that I'm looking for it to be the biggest thing ever, but I am looking for it probably to do something similar to what the TSM FTX thing did, and I think overall it generated less social interaction than the than the TSM FTX announcement, so that in particular, I I I think is like an apt measuring stick that I that I find to be a little, a, a little bit of a bummer for myself. Ah, I see. I do remember seeing this video of this TM, TSM FTX, but I think that's I I actually I only saw this video because um I I did their Dota thing where they ran a tournament for. That was the weirdest fucking. That was one of the weirdest events I've ever done in my life. Where it's just TSM and a bunch of cryptocurrency employees having their private tournament, <laughs> and they hey, they hire professional casters for weird, weird stuff. Weird stuff. So, sounds uh, sounds good to me, honestly. <laughs> but yes, it does seem that that video did go uh, pretty viral. Um, Part of that just has to be the nature of TSM and League of Legends, right? I think they're just... I mean, they are inherently more viral. Yeah. Uh, so, you know... That's, yeah, that's you guys have a, a significantly smaller YouTube uh, base. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so that that, that's something that's something to think about, and, you know, it's something, it's something to strive towards. But uh, if anybody mm -hmm. has any questions about uh, Zero Gravity, I'm your guy. I would not trade the experience though for the world. It is really cool that I got to do that. It is so hard to explain to someone what it feels like. Mm. It's it, it's that, genuinely uh, cool. Well, how how much break time do you get between the the five parabolas that you were talking about? Uh, three to five minutes. Okay. So you guys are pretty much just what like scrambling. To, yeah. uh, to reset up, sweep up the, the floor of the, the fruity pebbles or whatever you got on the ground. Cleaning, resetting props, uh, getting new props, uh, changing talent out, changing lenses, making sure lights are okay, taking cards out of cameras to put new cards in. Like, it, it, it's a full, it's it's like a, it's almost NASCAR-esque. It's like, okay, we're at a pit stop. Like, you get the cards, yeah. you get the camera, you get the props, you get the talent. And then it's just a bunch of people moving back and forth. Thank God we had people on that flight, though, who seemed to be immune from motion sickness. Um, one of, <laughs> yeah, w one of our partnership managers, her name is Shelly. Uh, she grew up mm -hmm. in Hawaii. She grew up on the water. She's a giant surfer. She wasn't supposed to be on the flight originally, but like someone bailed and we're like, hey, do you, do, do you want to come? And she's like, fuck yeah. And she ended up being such a lifesaver because she, she, I, she, I think she's just immune from motion sickness. I should have sold myself to you. Iron stomach here, baby. I puked like twice in my whole life. 
I think everything goes out the window, dude. Once you, what, <laughs> what, what, once your body is, is literally floating, it is so wild. Yeah. Like, so you could launch yourself with like the force of like you know kicking kicking your foot up a little bit like the the amount of energy it takes to start moving yourself is crazy i i i went from two g's to zero g's and tried to stand up a little bit but like i didn't quite have myself properly lodged against the wall and boom i was on the ceiling (laughs) and then there's people like trying to pull me down and then i'm like trying to get my legs in so i'm not in the middle of a shot it is it, it, it is it is an experience that I am super privileged and super happy to have made work, and I kind of want to do it again, but probably never will because I got so sick. You should do it. Well, if the opportunity ever comes, you I, should do it. Oh, yeah, 100%. If uh, the opportunity ever presents itself, that and skydiving, I'll do those. Those are like uh, the big, the big uh, no scary skydiving. things to do, right? No, no skydiving for you? Nope. Nope, nope. I'm afraid of heights and I'll do skydiving. Why won't you? That's right. I didn't I'm not afraid of heights and I am not going to uh-huh. do skydiving. The the idea I feel like the, I don't feel safe with a parachute. I think that's what it comes down to. Okay. I, I think it comes down to just not You don't believe trusting. in physics. Okay. I, I, I believe in physics, but what <laughs> happens if it's just a little fucked up on the day? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's uh that's fair. It feels like a really bad way to die. Fail fail parachutes happen. I I does it? I feel like it's it's probably one of the you know, they, they say um they say uh falling to your death is a horrible way to die. Uh, for the most part, uh, for for most people, but I feel like it, 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 like once you've reached terminal velocity, I I feel like you're gonna go on pretty quickly. But I guess there are those people who have survived uh, a failed parachute. So uh, yeah, but they they say you pretty much just break every bone in your body and then you drown to death either in your own blood or if you land in water in water. That's the that's how you go. I. <laughs> I, I I I think it, it it's it's purely the idea of knowing that you're going to die in I don't know twenty to sixty ish seconds. Ah, uh, that part that part I don't have a problem with. What, dude? That that has I, to I'm, be. I I can accept the inevitability of it. I there you are. There's no way you're that zen. <laughs> I I I honestly think I am that zen. I um. I th- I think having uh an out it would cause me more panic. I think having the the full on 100% inevitability of it I I think uh I I I'd be pretty pretty accepting of. It's uh it's the hope that kills you, Joey. It's the hope. <laughs> Maybe I'm just more I'd be interested in knowing if I feel that way because relative to you, I also have a higher fear of death. Mm. Could be. And we talked about this before. I did bungee jumping. Yeah. Uh, I, I find bungee jumping way scarier. Uh, I did <laughs> bungee jumping and uh, we had the opportunity to be able to uh, do it again. They're like, oh, you were like, the next group isn't here yet. You want to do it again? I was like, no. <laughs> I know. I, I did it. So I, I, you know, I, I conquered my fear. I did the thing that I would probably be most scared of. 
Uh, and uh, I'm good now. Thank you. I, I came real close to the ground uh, and almost almost landed on the ground. But then I popped back up and I did that a few more times and I'm good now. I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, th- I, I really, you would have to give me a lot of money for bungee jumping or, or, or uh, 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 skydiving in in yeah. my future. It, it would have to be, or even like hang gliding. Like I'm also not super into that. Like uh, n- anything that falls in Actually, that arena. Hang, hang gliding, I think I would find more terrifying uh, because the, the um, I think one of the things about parachuting that I actually find uh less scary more peaceful in a way is that you you don't have a whole lot of control it's just there right one of the things i really hate about heights is the fact that i know that i could just throw myself off the building mm. right it, it is it's it like is, the, it's the call like, of the you, void that's, you know yes the call of the void exactly right and and i i know that I, it's possible for me to do that right and mm-hmm. uh, hang gliding would be that in a very extreme sense where i could just like you know let go or whatever parachuting you're like all right the parachute either works or it doesn't you know <laughs> yeah th- th- i too too scary mm. the, the 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 thought <laughs> the thought of failure is enough to not get me to do the thing well uh i'm glad the video was uh that that you guys produced a a, a great video Thank you. Uh, even if you didn't get a, a personal satisfaction of it, it seems like you guys did a, a very good job. I, I, I am I satisfied. I am satisfied. I don't think I met my expectations. Mm. So, like, I, we, I, uh, I was swinging for, yeah. like, a 9.5, and I think I hit an 8. That, 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 but, like, I'm very happy with an 8. But, like, I was really yes, swinging you're for, You're a like, perfectionist. Okay. We can, we yeah. can simplify it like that. Fine. <laughs> you're a perfectionist. It's you know, I feel I feel like very rarely have I ever heard you very satisfied with something. Uh, <laughs> I also I also got to film something uh, recently that was really cool that I can't talk about um, and Joey can't talk about. Um, but I'm excited to be able to, to talk about that. Um, I that was really fun. I had a good time, um, and that's about it for our our personal lives. Uh, I think unless you got something else. I, I don't know what to talk about Dota yet. Like, we still don't have confirmation. It's crazy that we don't have full-on confirmation about all the rosters yet. It's been so long. What's happening, Joey? I I, I don't think we can talk uh, about it. Uh, I don't think we can talk. Uh, talk uh, do I have anything else I could literally talk about? Hold on. Let me, let me scramble my I brain can, real quick. I can't remember. Like, it doesn't usually go like this. No, it, doesn't it doesn't usually go where people are like, uh, th- like, three, like, Three weeks after the usual like roster shuffle time, people are like announcing this person has left the team, and then a few days later announcing another person has left the team. Like, what the fuck is happening? Usually, it's like this guy's gone. Hello, new people. Like back to back. I I I don't know. I I I, I I'm very curious as to why everything is so delayed right now. If, if people are just. Uh, getting cold feet or people not signing their contracts what's going on i got my covid booster that's what happened <laughs> oh you got your covid booster how uh, did you get sick no i didn't that's the end of the story uh everybody okay. <laughs> 
I I suspect uh, I'm I'm just trying to dodge any conversation about it really, but I suspect mm-hmm. what it is um, because I really don't know anything is is that it is uh, pe- th- there's just not ink on contracts. I, yeah, I, I, I think that I think that, that like people know roughly everything that's going to happen, but it's just not like signed, sealed, and delivered. Which means that because basically, like what what what, what happens? I I think in esports when you have shuffles that are like this large, is that there are some people who are such superstars that they command a bunch of weight, right? Like you can think about like if if LeBron James is in free agency. And you're going after LeBron or Sumail or Tom Brady or Bjergsen or, you know, insert person, right? If if that's part of your plan, you can't lock in everything else till that's either confirmed or denied. And suddenly there's a bunch of people who are waiting on a small handful of core talent to see who's going where to be able to either build around that or employ different plans or get different people. So I, I, I think that what we're in, in right now is a situation where there is some core people who are not 100% locked down, and any possibility of them moving means that someone can't lock a roster yet. Okay, so that actually does sound familiar here because that's kind of happening with the uh, talent. Uh, the talent actually aren't 100% locked down to DPC regions yet either. Um, and part of that is because one of the... Uh, bigger um one of the bigger characters is um is still trying to figure out what they're doing you can't slacks um, lost a bunch of weight dude you can't call him bigger <laughs> no i was actually referring to a tournament organizer oh. uh they they haven't like locked down everybody necessarily and therefore other tournament organizers aren't sure what talent they're getting you know, because if this tournament organizer takes these talent, then that leaves these other talent available. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, that, so that's that's a bit of a thing. Uh, I think it should be solved in the next couple of days, which I imagine the player thing will as well. It has to be solved in the next couple of days, Joey, because the next podcast, spoilers, guys, we will be able to talk about the teams and all of the teams finally in their full official glory uh, because the roster locks end in six days. So... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, they have to say something soon. Uh, so there's going to be a whole bunch of uh, of le- uh, of not leaks, but uh, a whole bunch of of drops this this week. Teams announcing their uh, their fresh people because they're going to show up on the DPC website soon. In six days, they have to be on there. So uh, the only re- the the news that we've gotten recently is that another person uh, left Team Secret, uh, which this time it was Matumba Man. Uh, Zion already left and they announced that it was picked up uh, by Liquid and now Matumba Man is out um, and I think it's kind of interesting just because a team who got uh, that got third seems to be having like a pretty core uh, roster change and it seems like they're changing up a lot of things uh, I don't know if anybody else is, is going to be leaving uh, besides those two but ju- even just those two right for a team that got third uh, that's a pretty big change mm-hmm. um, so that's pretty significant um, with OG having what seems to be like a full roster change as well. Um, then, you know, it, it definitely looks like things are shaking up uh, a lot 
and uh, it'll be pretty interesting to see who comes out the winners and, and losers um, of this. I, I can't imagine. Like, Secret got third, but I feel like somehow they're going to end up the loser, like a, a loser, or at least slightly a loser, uh, be, just because losing Montu and Zai and being third, like, they were the best Western European team at the end of the day, right? Like, How dare uh, you shimmy Alliance like that? DPC yeah. winning Alliance. Yeah, like like it, it, you had Team Spirit who made their incredible Dark Horse run to win the whole thing. Uh, outside of them, they're the best Western team, Team Secret. So um, it's like I can't imagine what roster new what their new roster is going to look like, and I'll be like, oh my god, they're even better than they were before. This is the roster that's going to win TI. Um, you know, maybe. You know, it's entirely possible, but I just I'm having a hard time. Like, it would just have to be like all superstars, and also that's never worked before, or usually doesn't work in all superstar lineups. So yeah, they they tried that. Um, they started with that twice, and then it wasn't yeah. really it, right? I don't know. I I mean, it's interesting because so you know you talk about OG potentially having a full fresh start, but like, what does that mean for No Tail who has ownership in OG? Like you know, Puppy doesn't leave Secret. Well, I think no. I don't know if No Tail is retired or not. I know, like the it seems like pretty heavily rumors that Seb has retired, and that maybe that's even official. I actually don't know. Uh, but then they announced that like Soxa left and Samael left and Sokshka left. Uh, their their coach, their head coach. Uh, so there's yeah. There's a lot of things going on there. It looks like Alliance is uh, going to try and restructure around Nico Baby, uh, which I uh, I think that's a very smart decision. Uh, keep Nico Baby. They also kept a Hanskin, but I feel like Nico Baby's there. Like it, he's like their miracle, or they like that's the person that you're going to build your entire roster around. Franchise right? player. Um, yeah, exactly. Franchise player. He's he's your Ramses. He's your uh, um, who did Navi have for like a while? These um, last bits. Not Dendi. Uh, so uh, not Solo. Uh, art style? No. Uh, fuck. Just keep no. saying Navi people. Just just throw <laughs> out most CIS names and like they might they might stick there. Uh, yeah. In in 2019 they had uh, 2019 general. crystallized. They had crystallized. Uh, That's who it was. They had crystallized for like three years or something like that. And that was kind of like the person that they had kept building rosters around. Uh, I think Nico Baby is the person that you uh, build your roster around. So Alliance is, is definitely playing it smart. Uh, Team Liquid, we, they still have more players than they have slots, so who the fuck knows? Uh, Spoiler Quincy, alert. New Quincy I crew know. looks kind of okay. Um, <sighs> don't I'm know what's going on with OG yet expecting the, the some of those players, those big-name players that are out of teams to end up on EG. Um, yeah. It's, there's, there's definitely a big swap around that's happening between all of the OG, Secret, EG, etc. Et it feels like they're all kind of like moving moving players around and shuffling around. So, Yeah, I'm... I'm I know a little bit, like maybe one or two things more than the general public knows but even myself i i'm interested in roster locks because i want to know like i'm really interested in eg's roster 
I'm really interested mm. in what OG does. Secret, I'm also interested in, but probably less so than those two. Those are probably the two big ones for me is like where OG lands in like tier list, who Alliance is able to court, uh, who is left out and builds a team at EG that'll still win North America because I don't know if I like the new Quincy crew roster. Um. Yeah, yeah. Same. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the new Quincy crew. Uh, like, I, I feel like it can't be better than your old Quincy crew. But then again, the old Quincy crew struggled to be able to perform on land. So, uh, we'll just see if that ever, uh, ever gets fixed. Maybe some fresh blood will help with that. The, um, I think one of the interesting things about, we, we can have a pretty candid discussion about this next week. Uh, I always view these roster shuffles as whose stock goes up and whose stock has went down. Right, because we all have an outside perspective. Even talent have an outside perspective on who's good and who's bad. Right, uh, but the players and teams they 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 live in an entirely different world. Right, where they don't just see officials, but they see scrims, and they also understand the game in another level where they recognize like who the real problem is. Right, who who's really winning the game for them? Like they view that differently than the rest of us on the outside. Um, so when you see these sort of deals, right, you can see kind of like this person went from like, oh, I'll just give you an example of somebody who re recently was picked up, right? Kezu. Kezu was on Team Secret. That was his peak. And then he's slowly gone down and now he's getting another chance on Quincy Crew, I would say. I actually, Viking GG was kind of like an interesting one. Um, that was like, oh, okay, like Viking GG, maybe they're going to be even better with Kezu. Turns out they weren't. Uh, now he's going to be on Quincy crew. He's going to be, looks like he's going to be captain. Um, and I believe so, they like, reported that new yeah. chance. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be a new chance for him to see if he can, he can, uh, make his stock rise again. Um, you know, but it's, uh, I, I think that that is always really interesting because that, that kind of in a way says how the players feel about each other. Right. You know, if, if somebody leaves secret, and joins, let's say, Alliance. You know, uh, Alliance is good, but they're not secret, right? Ultimately, they're they're the ones who got third, right? Or Liquid, Liquid wasn't even at TI, right? Like, what what does that mean for people's view on those players and stuff? You can make so. the argument that that size stock went down, maybe in the eyes of Puppy. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I think that's a that's definitely an argument you can make. The uh, I think it's kind of weird just because uh, I th think people felt like Zai left secret. Like we didn't see anything. I guess play teams never say that they kick somebody. So, but I just highly doubt Zai of all people. I feel like Zai's reference as like one of the best players in the world consistently, and you know he doesn't have an attitude problem. He's he's got to be a great teammate to have. Like Zai is not somebody who's gonna get pissy or uh, or or be annoying. Mm -hmm. He's not gonna whine. Like mm -hmm. he's just gonna do the work. So I I just can't imagine they kicked. Mainly I'm wrong, but I like I view Zai as one of the best off laners in the world. So, uh, yeah. But now he's on Liquid, so that's kind of weird. That's uh that's a go from third to a team that's not even in that wasn't even attended at TI. Um, that's that's wild. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, interesting times, interesting times. We'll be able to talk more about that next week when all the rosters are finally released. I mean, hopefully the week after we can talk about talent and how that shook out.
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll definitely have, be able to have my own uh, take on the situation. Um, so, I'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, that'll, be <laughs> that'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, other than that, other than that, that that that's all I got. That that might be all we got. Do you, do you got anything else? Because because I'm because I'm I'm, I'm, uh, ready, I'm ready to just pull the plug. Media. We did our, do our recommendations, you know, I like give you music and stuff like that. Okay, okay, okay. This week, this week is going to be Arcane. And now I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Ah, oh, Cap, come on. That's League of Legends. It's Riot. That's Tencent. Do you really want to support that? Uh, Dota's so much better. Listen. Fuck League of Legends, but watch Arcane. It's so fucking good it's so much better than dragon's blood honestly so much better i i remember we had our kind of review of dragon's blood and both of us were i think kind of like a eh, yeah. lukewarm six and a half seven lukewarm dude arcane i can't get enough of it's not it's not done yet so you know like who, who, maybe it all falls apart but i i just can't see how it can honestly the fucking the first six episodes that i have watched have been amazing they've been so good it looks amazing the cinematography is amazing. The graphics are amazing. The art style, I think, is so cool. Uh, I think the the world building is really nice. I think the characters are, are well done. Uh, I think the story is interesting. I, you, and the funny thing is, both Dragon's Blood and Arcane did a thing where they were like, we recognize that our fan base is not children. We recognize that they're adults. And they tell dark stories. Uh, but I am so much more intrigued by Arcane's darkness rather than Dragon's Blood, which I felt like was like, uh, it, it was kind of weird. Like that, the whole Invoker um, and Salamene storyline was just kind of, it, 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 it was dark, but it was also kind of like, it, it kind of felt weird. I, I wasn't like really drawn into it. The violence, like it, it just felt like it was being this I feel like Arcane is being dark and is telling like a really dark emotional story that uh, I, I am very much interested in. I've been having a great time watching and I'm going to watch it every single time the, the episodes come out every week. Uh, and I highly, highly encourage you guys to because it's on Netflix. So you probably already have that from when you watch Dragon's Blood. So please try it out, man. It's 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 really good. I, I loved it. Um, so. it's on my to watch list. I I'm trying to get through a couple other things first and like put a bow mm -hmm. on them. Uh, but I I and I might just watch until all. I might just wait until all of Arcane is out to actually watch it. But I can't not watch it based on the amount of friends who have given it positive recommendations and also like you know I I know stuff about League and it's definitely the world I exist in. So like it it is so on my to do list. Do you know how many episodes they're doing? They're releasing it in like bundles of three like every week, right? Yes, yes. And it does, when you, you go into the Netflix episode, it does tell you how many. I think it might be 12. So I think it might be a four-week arc with three episodes each week. Okay. Um, so I, I think come Thanksgiving time. Th come Thanksgiving time, I'm going to have a nice arcane session. Hopefully. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I like, okay, so for one example, I get way more excited when I recognize the characters. And I'm also way more intrigued if I don't know the character. 
Um, a lot of the characters I actually surprisingly do know from my time uh, playing League of Legends early on. And then I also still watch League of Legends, like esports wise. I still, I watch all the the big esports. Um, so I still occasionally watch League of Legends, which is boring as hell, but uh, I do listen to it. The, um, and, and like, I get way more excited and invested learning about these characters and going like, oh, that's that guy's backstory? Oh, shit, I remember. Oh, that's how he turned into that way. I feel way more invested in these characters than I ever did Dragon's Blood. Which, again, Dragon's Blood was not a bad show. Um, but it did not get me as excited as Arcane did. So I put out a tweet about that. I said, Arcane, greater than Dragon's Blood. And uh, and that's how I know the show is really good. I didn't get a whole lot of angry Dota fans. There was actually a lot of people who were just like, it's true. It's good. It's, <laughs> you're right. Hey, it's just, just good media. Um, yeah. Respect that. Uh, it, it's on my to-do list. Part of the reason why I've actually been behind on TV, I did watch the new season premiere of the new season of Dexter, though, on release night. because you're I'm watching s- that instead oh. of watching... Hold on. Slacks and I were having a conversation about shows that we never finish. And both of us usually stick with shows and we don't usually walk out of things. Uh, But Dexter is one of the shows that I just stop watching. You should not finish Dexter. You shouldn't finish Dexter. Yeah. Because because after season... So why did you restart Dexter? After season four or five... With Trinity, the show's really bad. The season of Trinity with Dexter is actually really good. And the first season of Dexter I stand by as being like really good and like important for like yeah. the golden age of television. Like mm-hmm. totally you should not write it off. But because I did watch every episode of Dexter and I hated it at the end and I hated the way that they ended it, I had to on premiere hate watch and see what they were doing for the reboot. Like I had to. Okay. I, I, I okay. invested so my dog's name is Dexter. I've invested so much time into that that like there's no reason. You look why. at your dog and you're like, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so y- y- you you hate watch that instead of watching Arcane. So was correct. it good at least? I I was fine with the pilot. I'm interested in what they're going to do from a storytelling perspective i cannot give a review of it aside from the fact that i'm kind of excited about it for uh, i guess nostalgia and intrigue reasons but like you know that's that's kind of it that's kind of it i've been playing a fuck ton of games over the last week okay i in the last in, in, in the last two weeks in the last two weeks, I've rolled credits on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's like almost problematic levels of, of efficiency and, and time wasting. So uh I, I should save some and not dump them all at once. But uh to give a game recommendation. Uh, the first of many as we probably wrap up the year and I, and I start to get rid of my list. Um, I played a game called uh, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, which... How do you is, spell that? Uh, C-H-I-C-O-R-Y. Okay. And it is a Zelda-like game that is a coloring book. And it is... Mm probably like top three for me so far this year 
super solid Zelda-like game. Uh, solid, fun story. Interesting concept. Uh, fresh, cool developers. Great music. Uh, would recommend for anybody who is like excessively creative and and the color book and coloring in thing is something they can probably take joy in, or someone who wants like a solid uh, Zelda esque uh two 2d zelda s game okay okay fair enough uh i can recommend there's only uh one new game that i've really been playing i've been playing this really stupid game called super auto pets i'm not gonna recommend that uh the only other game that i've super played auto is pets? The, yeah it's like it's an auto battler I think the only I think the only thing that got me addicted was that I wasn't winning, and so as a Dota player, I needed to to I needed to fix that. They use like stock emojis as their art. Yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about that game. Inscription, uh, however, I do want to talk about uh, because that game I will highly recommend, and surprisingly, it, 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 first of all, it's a roguelike. Uh, so it's uh, it's up my alley, but I don't recommend it for the roguelike aspect. I actually do not like the card game's core mechanics so much. Um, I, I, I think they're kind of uh, easily broken, and I, I don't feel like um, it is that interesting of a card game. Um, however, the story is actually why I would recommend this game. This game is one of the most... Um, I don't. How do I say this without? Um, it's very innovative. I would say I don't want to give any spoilers, but it is like incredibly uh, interesting. I am. I am. I, I. I played so much of it that I started getting annoyed with the gameplay aspect of it. But I just kept grinding through it because I wanted to to go through the rest of the story. This is one of the the few games that I would ever watch somebody play through. Um, just because I am so interested in the story and I think it's so cool. Um, so yeah, I would check that out. Roguelikes are not known for their stories, first of all. The, mm -hmm. Like, they're usually pretty bad. Outside uh, of Hades. You, most, most developers are like, why even try? Because what's, how do you make a story out of somebody dying and, and redoing over and over and over again? Hades did a good job of making, I think, a decent story out of this. This is actually way more interesting, I think, as a story. Um, for a roguelike. Um, but then again, that's also because there's a mystery element to it. So, uh, super interesting. Highly recommend you check that out. Uh, it's don't on be my deterred. List. It is on yes. my list. I, so now, okay, uh, you might be going this direction. Cap, I don't like horror games. I find myself to be a little bit scared and, and anxious about them. Uh -huh. um, it is a creepy game, but it is not a horror game. Uh, I I would actually say that it's not horror, even though it, it puts it in there. I don't think it is a horror game. I think it's creepy, um, but I wouldn't say that. I, if you are not turned on by uh, first-person uh, Mist-like, uh, there's a lot of throwbacks to Mist. Do you remember that game? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's first person, you walk around, you know, you, you use the, the, the arrow keys to walk around and you click on things. Uh, I feel like this game is actually particularly inspired by that. Um, the, if, if you don't like those kind of games, I understand because I'm not super turned on by them either. 
I played Mist. It was, you know, way back when. That was a cool experience. Um, I think this is the other game that you should should play of this genre. Um, yeah. Uh, the guy who and made this... Uh, the the guy who made Inscription also made Pony Island, which was a bit of a which was a bit of a cult uh, PC indie hit in 2015, 2016, uh, which has yeah. like some kind of similar creepy, not really horror, but like kind of not demonic either, but like um, unsettling, uh, meta breaking gameplay. Uh, mm -hmm. so I think that he's taken a lot of what he's learned there and put in the description. I've heard from multiple different people who I trust that inscription is, could potentially be like their game of the year. Like they're really into it. So I am holding on to it until I have like a week off work and I'm going to play a bunch of it. Uh, but, but it is, I I'm excited to play it for sure. I would not call it my game of the year. And at least I hope I don't call it my game of the year simply because, uh, the core of the gameplay, I actually don't like that much. I know a lot of people are really into it. I personally, like, I'm a big roguelike fan. I also like card card game roguelikes, and uh, that is the only part of the game that I found a little disappointing. But uh, we'll see. I guess I guess the, the year is closing out soon, so if I were to make my game of the year, uh, I don't know what that would be right now. Are you going to play uh, Halo? Shit. Am I going to play Halo? Um, maybe I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's hard to go back to Halo. Uh, this uh, this late, I guess. Uh, people keep it, telling it, me it, that that Infinite kind of rekindles that original Halo love. So I'm interested. Okay. I I think that I'm gonna play Halo. Mostly just play some multiplayer. But mm. uh, we'll see. See, I can't. I don't think I could ever go back to multiplayer because that's that was my first taste of competitive gaming, and I don't think I can go back to being bad at first-person shooters and being bad at competitive anything. Even, I don't think I could go back to that. Even if we were just like fucking around and doing some TV twos, it, it, it would get it would, yeah. get it would get competitive really quickly. You're right. <laughs> it, it would it would bother me. It's the same way. It's like I don't play Smash anymore. I don't play Melee uh, because like I used to be better. And so every single time I, I go back and play, I'm frustrated that I'm not as good as I once was. I was still garbage, like comparatively speaking. Um, but it, it's, still, it's still it's still a frustrating experience knowing that I was better and, and knowing mm -hmm. that I could do things and I can't do them anymore. Uh, and I'm not going to keep up that grind. Uh, I don't like grinding. Um, I don't like grinding mechanics of games. I like grinding Dota because I think it's a strategic grind uh, a lot of times. But yeah, well, I'm gonna go grind. I paid for it for the story, but I also gave up after I think Reach. Yeah, I. Story. I I stopped Halo games after like four. I think with story because I'm like, oh man, this is like not going great. Like it it really lost me pretty quickly yeah, in in the Halo yeah. cycle. Uh, but. If, if I reach a critical mass of friends who are just all playing Infinite because they're like, oh, dude, we're having fun with the multiplayer. It's like we're kids again. Then I know that I will go dabble in it, but probably try and keep it pretty light. Mm. But that's like the last yeah. thing that's coming out this year. Everything else is kind of like existing. And I'm, I'm almost done with my 2021 games list. I think the only games that I haven't played this year are PS5 exclusives. Uh, which is like Ratchet and Clank and Returnal. 
Uh, I haven't played Inscription or Psychonauts 2 or Deathloop. Those those are like the last three that are on my list for, for this year. And maybe Halo, I guess. Um, so my, my goal is to finish the year with all of the games that I wanted to play in 2021 being completed and then maybe writing a blog or something. I don't know. Do you have a a, a Halo co-op partner? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Well, if you don't have one and you start playing that and you need one, I will likely pick it up and play. But uh, I don't think I would pick it up for multiplayer. But that find match button will be right there. It'll be right there. You can just do it. You can just click the button. Take me back to Halo 2, bro. I can't. 